welcome to another edition of the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the Beige. And we are back after a week's break to talk about fantasy. Now, as always, we like to get you guys caught up on what's happening in the league and who's doing what and what have you. But before we get into that, AJ, how are you, my brother? I'm as good as can be. I had a rough fantasy week, but hey, we moved. There's a good few weeks to go, so let's see what happens. Might have to shake things up now. Understood. I am feeling the exact same way. In my five leagues, I went three and two this week, so mm. at least I won more than I lost, but a couple of those losses did sting. How did you do in your in your fantasy leagues this week? Um... I had a, a snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory in the last two minutes or so in one of my <laughs> leagues. I, so I think I ended up two and four this weekend. Mercy. Yeah. yeah, it was rough. It was a rough weekend. Some yeah. of those some of those were self-inflicted. There were changes that I was thinking about and just they ended up, yeah, I, I should have made changes that I didn't make. Some of them were out of out of my um out of my control. It was a it was a whole plethora of things this weekend, boy. Last weekend, imagine. sorry. I could imagine. So just to get the folks all caught up on what's happening in the show league, in the Green Beige Fantasy Football League, um, in week four, my team, the Beige Bombers, we took down the Long Bay Bayonets 147 and a half to 116. Um, Alberta Tyrant, they took down Eckler and Koch. 164 and a half to 141. Team Club Shea Shea, they went 164 over Ad Hawkinson, 155. Team Burks, they fell to Kawhi Not 130 to 133 and a half. That one was actually kind of close. And then Denver Ravens Revenge, they took down the London Learners, 157 to 126 and a half. So what that means for the standings is right now the Beige Bombers are at the top of the eastern side and the western side Denver Ravens Revenge they are at the top both teams are three and one on the east the Long Bay Bayonets are two and two as well as the Alberta Tyrant Kawhi Knot and then Team Burks is at one and three pulling up the rear over on the west Denver Ravens Revenge as I said they are at the top three and one Tied with London Learners at three and one. Team Club Sheshe, they are two and two. And then Ad Hawkinson and Akron Koch, they are both one and three. The season stats so far for points four puts the Beige Bombers at the top. And Akron Koch, well, unfortunately, they have a lot of work to do. They are sitting in 10th. So that is what is happening in our league so far. And of course, Week four, four weeks are in, and for many of our leagues, this is kind of about the quarter or one-third of the way in, depending on how many weeks you have for your playoffs and how your playoffs are structured, that um, we can start looking to see what the trends are and start to make some determinations as to who and what changes need to be made. Mm-hmm. Now, AJ, when we are looking at the 
positions that we have, especially the main scoring positions. And we're looking at the kings of fantasy. Who have been your kings of fantasy for the quarterback position so far? Oh, my guy, Justin Herbert. He hasn't let me down in any week so far. <laughs> he hasn't let me. He's given exactly what's been expected. Um, I mentioned in, in the Green Bay's podcast that he is... Uh, he was my number one target at quarterback in mostly. I didn't go for him in every single league. At, in, um, in certain leagues, I, I did look at other options because I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket. But in, in our league here, he was my number one choice. And he hasn't disappointed. I mean, a lot of other people have, but we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but just, Justin Herbert has done exactly what I expected him to do um, through these first four weeks. All right. Well, in our league, my quarterback was Matthew Stafford. And when we're looking at the lists of who has been performing and how they've been performing, Matthew Stafford, he, I guess you can say he's been as good as can be expected. He's the eighth-ranked quarterback in fantasy so far. Your guy, Justin Herbert, it may actually surprise you, he is the 14th-ranked quarterback in fantasy so far in PPR leagues. Patrick Mahomes, he is number one. Kyler Murray is number two. Jalen Hurts, surprise, surprise. Jalen Hurts is the number three ranked quarterback. Okay. And then Tom Brady and Sam Donald round out the top five. Daniel Jones is sixth. Josh Allen is seventh. Lamar Jackson is ninth. And Russell Wilson, they complete the top ten. So that those are the... The, um, the heroes for the quarterback position so far. Who has been your hero or your heroes so far for the running backs? Uh, well, personally, on my team, like I said, I, at one point, sorry, I said earlier, um, again, I, I said on the green page that Chase Edmonds is someone that I was looking at um, during drafts because I know that with, um, what's his name, Ken and Drake vacating the number one position at running back in Arizona, that Chase Edmonds, who is more of a dual threat, dual threat than Drake himself was, um, that he could be a very major asset, even though James Conner came in. And, and my prediction was right. Chase Edmonds has actually been really good so far. I, I, I just found it hard to trust him on a week-in, week-out basis. And I should have done so last week. He was sitting on my bench, he was sitting on my bench, just accumulating points. He had 120 yards on the ground, 19 more in the air. He didn't get in the end zone, but it, it, it's, it's just testament to what he has been doing for the season so far. Uh, he's he's kind of like, he's he kind of been like my underdog. And I'm, I'm kind of really happy that I have him in a good few leagues so I can plug him in now. But um, yeah, and, and for Ad Hawkinson, he has... He's probably been one of my more consistent running backs in the team. Uh, and he's not even listed as one of the best, but uh, my team is, you know what? Sorry, before I, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we'll get to the goats in a second. Um, on my team, I have Najee Harris and Alvin Kamara. I have Alvin Kamara in all but one league. Alvin Kamara, so far, he is ranked as the 13th um, highest ranked running back, and Najee Harris is 12th. Um, we've had some up-and-down games with both of them, 
but so far they have been relatively consistent. Derrick Henry, he's had a couple stinkers so far this season, but he is still the number one ranked running back, um, both in terms of average and points. He's averaging 22, averaging 22.4 points and 89.5 points in total. Austin Eckler is second. Ezekiel Elliott, the, the rebirth of Zeke, he's third. Jones is fourth, Aaron Jones. Cordarell Patterson. Or Cordarell Patterson, however you pronounce his first name. He is fifth. And I think, yeah, that is a surprise for me. That is a big shot that he is that high. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they are six and seven. And then David Montgomery, James Robinson, and Joe Mixon. They round out the top 10. Now, when we move over from the running backs to the wide receivers. Well, for sure, we know Cooper Cup is king of the hill from what he's been doing so far this season. But who else is your hero for this wide receiver position thus far this season? So again, I look at my team and someone who I had on the bench because I thought they would have had a tougher matchup this week. DJ Moore, down in Carolina. Um, I, I, you know what? I, I, I expected him to have a, a, a good year, but damn, DJ Moore's been doing it though. And like I said, I left him on the bench last week because I thought the Cowboys defense was going to be too tough of a, match, of a matchup for him. If I had plugged him in, I would have been celebrating a victory in this league, um, in, in, in um, our Green Bay's league this week. He had eight receptions off 12 targets, 113 yards, two receiving touchdowns, and even had, even had one rush for, for six yards, right? Um, and this is coming off of uh, the previous week where he had 126 yards through the air. Uh, in the first two weeks, he had 80 and then 79, respectively. And so DJ Moore has been, he's been one of the top performing receivers in the league and, of course, in fantasy. And I feel like at, at this point, especially in my team, I need to, he, he can't even, he can't even be a, a matchup sort of um, receiver. I, I may need to just leave him in every week right now, the way it seems. So somebody that has been very, very productive for me, and I don't think he is on my team in this league. He is definitely, though, on another fantasy league, fantasy team that I have, is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel has been having a great start to this season. Um, On my team, I have Cooper Cup. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances every week with him and Matthew Stafford as my starting quarterback wide receiver duo Adam Thielen has also been relatively productive he is the 11th ranked wide receiver in the in fantasy thus far Tyreek Hill he is second um Debo Samuel is third DJ Moore is fourth I'm going to skip the person at number five for now and you'll hear away in a little bit um Jamar Chase he is sixth which is, you know, the only thought that I had coming into the season was how he couldn't catch. But he's the sixth-ranked wide receiver in fantasy thus far. Terry McLaurin, he is seventh. Justin Jefferson is eighth. Taylor Lockett, ninth. Marquise Brown is tenth. And I'll come back to that fifth-ranked wide receiver, as I said, shortly. 
Ah, the tight end position now, AJ. I know you've been you've been raging about your guy, TJ Hawkinson. So I'll give you first crack. Who? Yeah. Other is well, if there is anybody other than Hawk, who is your fantasy king at the tight end position right now? Yeah, actually, actually, it's Darren Waller. Um, I where as as much as I love Hawk, where Waller was available, I did go for him. Um, to the point where one of my leagues, one of my teams is named in one of my leagues, yeah, the one in which I'm actually defending champion, I named my team after him, to the window, to the waller. Um, he has been, he's, he's been a solid um, performer and um, based on the numbers we're seeing here, he's the third best in, oh, this is in standard, yeah, but right behind Travis Kelsey and Gronk, um, he's number three and even though he didn't have the best of games last time around, he he still, he still would give you um, decent enough production. Came up against a tough defense on Monday night. But uh, yeah, generally, I, Waller is not someone you're going to bench. He's going to stay in your team week in and week out. Yeah, that's for sure. And in PPR, he's actually the second ranked. Um, there we go. Tight end. And I have Waller in quite a few leagues um, mm-hmm. because he was definitely somebody based on his production last season, I definitely wanted to target. Now, going through the list of the top 10, Travis Kelsey is king. No surprise there. Um, he is averaging 18.3 points um, per game on in PPR, and he has 73.2 points total. Um, Waller is second. Gronk is third, um, which I was very surprised. I was very surprised to see how Gronk was producing at the beginning of the season, but you know, we know that Gronk is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, and we'll mention that as well in our injury report. Dalton Schultz is fourth at, from the Cowboys. He's averaging 14 and a half. TJ Hawkinson is fifth. Dawson Knox, sixth. Noah Fant, seventh. Dallas Goddard, eighth. Mark Andrews, ninth. He's had a bit of a slow start to the season. And then George, George Kittle is 10th. Mike Gesicki, I'm surprised that he is actually 11th on this list, knowing that in the first week of the season, he gave me absolutely nothing. He had a zero. He had two targets, no receptions, but he is actually 11th. So good for him. Yeah, he bounced back. He bounced back. Yep. But there are some folks who are not bouncing back. There are some folks who are continually putting us some pretty poor production every week. We call them the goats. And we are going to call look at some goats. And these are some folks that at this point in time, if you have them on your team, you're probably not doing very well. And if you're not doing very well, it may be a time to start looking for some changes. These guys may, you may be looking at the waiver wire. You may be hoping that you can bamboozle somebody with a trade. But these are guys that are currently like the um, albatross around your neck, pulling you and your fantasy team down. AJ, I, I know you had a lot to say about this. So I'll give you first crack at the goats. Yeah, so first of all, I need to get to Aaron Jones. Uh, let me not even waste time because I'm very surprised that he ranks number five in, in PPR mm-hmm. in, uh, in running backs because Aaron Jones has been giving me absolutely nothing. He, he's given me one week above 12. Well, so l- let's, let's get this straight. For the record, our league is, is a custom PPR. It's not just whatever the standard. Uh, let me not confuse people. It's not a regular PPR. We have our own custom points for certain areas. And in that... 
in, uh, I'm referring specifically to now our Green BHD. Listen to the first four weeks for Aaron Jones for me, right, Ken? Mm -hmm. Four points. Second week, 42.5. That's when he had that monster game against Detroit. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, 18.5 um, in, in, um, against Pittsburgh in week four, 12 points. Ken, this is, this is supposed to be a running back one, and this man is giving me flex numbers. <laughs> this, this is appalling. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised this man is ranked at five because I'm at the point now where I'm seriously considering trying to see what I can get for him right now because it's not working out, and I don't have that much patience. I don't. No, but the, the reason that he's ranked at five, and I can guarantee you this, the reason why he's ranked at five is only because of week two. Those that four touchdown production yeah, that game yeah. that he had, that is yeah. what has boosted his average and who was boosted his overall points. Mm -hmm. It has to be. I mean, yeah, you're right. Not it has to be, but it is. It is. I mean, he does get some yards through the air still, but good grief. I mean, and and I really look for this man a couple of these because I was like, all right, I, I we know and I, I know uh, he could be a dual threat. I completely overlooked the fact that the man has had issues. He's had butterfinger issues. The boy can't hold on to the ball. And he had a fumble again last week. And, and he's one of those, he's, he's in a position at the Packers where when you see, when he fumbles, you usually see like the backup taking over for a little bit. And I, I didn't watch their game against the Steelers on the weekend, but I feel like that's what happened because AJ Dillon is actually not that bad. And I'm talking about real life now. AJ Dillon is not that bad. So when Aaron Jones continues when Aaron Jones continues to do this foolishness, uh, like, like not taking care of the football, I could see Dylan getting more work. I, I, you know what? I should be telling people. I hope no one from our league is watching this because I'm going to try to trade. <laughs> I'm, going to, <laughs> I'm going to try to get rid of him in this league. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, somebody that I was looking at from a running back perspective that has been very, very disappointing. No, you, you said Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones is ranked fifth. I have Buzz Gaskin, not in this league. I have him in another league. And he is about to get dropped. He is not just going to get... I'm not going to even try to trade him because nobody's going to be stupid enough to take him. He is currently ranked, AJ, he is currently ranked 47th. He's supposed to be a starting running back. Yeah. for the Miami yeah. Dolphins. And he is a 47th ranked running back. You understand that we have backups that are outpacing this man by a country mile. No, no, Muzz Gaskin, he, he is ready for the bin. He, we, we're not just going to try to see if somebody's going to take, we are just going to consign him to the stuff bin. And if he manages to turn it around later on in the season, maybe we'll think about him again. But he is one that definitely has to go. Somebody else that I had picked up in a league, I stayed away from him in every single draft. And then hmm. somewhere along the line, I just I just had the idea, you know, because it's early in the season, he might not be so bad. He might hmm. be able to give you some points. And he might be, you know, later on when his arm is tired and he can't really throw the ball down the field, then we'll cut him. This is Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Big Ben. AJ, you know, I didn't even know you picked up Ben. I picked I up know. Ben. I have Ben on one of my teams for like two weeks. Uh, I picked up Ben yeah. for like two weeks. Ben is the 28th ranked quarterback in fantasy. He is above Mac Jones. 
He's above Trevor Lawrence. He is above Zach Wilson. Those are the guys that he's he's keeping company with. He's keeping company mm. with rookies that have never done this before. As I said just yesterday on the Green Bridge podcast, Ben right now can't throw the ball further than his shadow. Right now, it is, it is so horrible. I feel sorry for everybody in the city of Pittsburgh. I feel especially sorry for anybody who doesn't have a better option than Ben on your team because he has been the worst. The yeah. worst. I'm, I'm surprised you did that because I feel like both of us are on the same page with Ben. We both stayed stayed away from Ben. And I, I mean, I understand that in certain cases, you may have needed a quarterback to just stream for a week, you know, like uh, just for, for bye weeks for your starters or something like that. Yeah, um, but the thing is, it's not even that because hmm. we are, this is, this is week four. Yeah. We, nobody's had a bye yet. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm surprised. I thought that's why you, you may have picked him up because man, of that. I know what happened, right? Is that I looked at what happened in week one when he played against the Bills, and he was serviceable against the Bills. Right. I was like, you know, maybe I could pick him up, and I could just, you know, like I could just ride him until the wheels start to fall off. I didn't expect the wheels were going to fall off right after that game finished. <laughs> right at the end of the final whistle, when they were down in Buffalo, that, you know, basically we were going to park the car and then all of the hubcaps, all of the rims and everything was just, and the whole car, the wheels just going to go <laughs> and the car was just going to drop flat on the road. I I didn't expect that. But Ben, Ben has been abysmal. There, there's no other way to put it. He has been abysmal. So yeah. if you have okay. been anywhere, Get rid of him. There has to be a better option out there somewhere. And I, I wanted to make mention of two other names quickly as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned one, Miles, but we need to mention the other one, you know. Talking about wet in the bed, Miles Sanders is ranked 33 in, <laughs> in PPR. You, you know who's who's outside? Who's He's sandwiched in between Devin Singletary oh, and Naeem Hines. Now, this is another, another guy that's supposed to be a, a, a running back one based on, on last season and the projections for this season. Yes. Uh, we, know, we know Philadelphia's offense hasn't been that good, mm -hmm. um, but it seems like Jalen Hurts has been having to, and has been slinging the ball more than putting it into, into the hands of his um, running backs. And even so, it feels like Sanders has been taken over in the depth chart by Gainwell. Like when they need somebody to run, especially um, when they're in the red zone. Um, it seems like Gainwell is, is, is the more trusted option right now. I, I know I, I didn't draft Sanders in any league because I didn't trust Philadelphia's offense completely, but mm -hmm. I'm still surprised that he's this bad. Secondly, the, the other name, let me, let me mention uh, that I should mention as well, is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin <laughs> Cook. Ken, you, I, so I just mentioned that Sanders is, is 33rd in, in um, PPR, right? You mm -hmm. know Dalvin Cook is only two spots ahead of this guy? In 31st, this is this man was the number two running back last season in fantasy. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, this is another man I did not trust. And it had not, not necessarily to do with his talent, but more so to do with the fact that he, he always deals with these niggling injuries. So he would give you a big week, and then you would hear, right, well, yeah, he has a, 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 a swollen ankle or something, so when he's out for two to three weeks, or you know, some kind of thing like that. So I decided to stay far away from that guy. And I'm glad I did 
because he has not been doing a single thing to help fantasy owners this year. I know in real life you probably don't care, but we care, bro. Get yourself together. Yeah, but the thing is, as you remember, I did say this when we were talking about running backs that you might potentially want to stay away from. I said that Dalvin Cook's hamstrings are like dry rubber bands. They are susceptible to pop at any point in time. And he he always has some sort of muscular injury. If you drafted Dalvin Cook, if you picked up Dalvin Cook, you would always need to have Alexander Madison on your bench because at any potential, any point of the week, he is going to not be available and Madison yeah. has to play. And it's surprising a little that it happens this early, this mm-hmm. season. But yeah, he is another one that has been utterly and, disappointing. And on Green Bay's yesterday, we spoke about how bad Atlanta's running game is. Alvin Cook is ranked below Mike Davis. Put that into perspective. Mercy and grace. And I have Mike Davis. <laughs> I picked up Mike Davis because Mike Davis was actually, you know, not too bad when yeah. he was filling in for CMC last season. And he yeah. has he has been completely disappointing. When his backup, his backup, Cordell Card- Patterson, is third. And he is all the way down. 29. At 29. That- 29. Mm-hmm. He's just above J.D. McKissick, who is a rank backup behind Antonio Gibson, who is, I mean, he's 17th, but that's neither here nor there. But somebody else, you know, you may mention of um, Aaron Jones as being someone who has let you down for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else that, who, that has been um, very hot and cold, but mm-hmm. more cold than hot, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, yeah. I- <laughs> I mentioned him last week. Yeah, you did. I mentioned him last week. But he his last two weeks have actually been looking up, so that's why I left him off of my complete list this week. But no, go ahead. He, no, he, he's going to have to take some lashes because he... he <laughs> I'll, I'll preface it this way. In a lot of the drafts that I did this season, mm-hmm. when I started, I, I usually would go with a running back and a wide receiver. Then mm-hmm. I go quarterback and tight end. That's usually mm-hmm. how I go. But because the way how the quarterbacks were flying off the board, I had no choice then but to adjust them with that strategy and try to grab mm-hmm. you know quarterbacks a little earlier because if you look at all of my teams, there's only one team that has a marquee quarterback. That is the NF, my NFL fantasy team. And I have Lamar Johnson, who isn't known to really like the scoreboard up with his passing. He's more for his running. So... When I was forced then to have to try to grab a running back and then looking at the list, the biggest names are already gone. I was left to draft Clyde Edwards-Hillier in one of these leagues. And I was like, well, at least, you know, like, as you said, you would have expected that he would be the, he is the running back one for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And you expect the Chiefs to put up some points, which means that at least then when they're trying to control the clock and trying to finish the game, then he'll get some production. And he's not really done much for these first four weeks, he is the where is he ranked? He is the 19th ranked running back in fantasy. Mm. So when I take that into consideration, I'm like, well, he's been getting better, so maybe I'll still keep him around. Mm. But I'm very concerned on a week by week basis when they start him. And North, I mean, this should be no surprise to anybody in that league. I'm one and three. I'm I'm not doing very good over there, so so yeah, that's been a bit of a. I was, I was, I was ready to give up on him after the first two weeks, but um, I said you know what, let me give it one more week and see. 
in the last two weeks, he's actually had 100 yards rushing in each game. And then a, a little bit more through the air. But, um, and actually in week four, is it week four? Yeah, both of his touchdowns for the past two weeks have been receiving touchdowns, actually. So I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can hold on to him for a few weeks longer, especially given the fact that, like I said, Aaron Jones has been giving me absolutely nothing. So the fact that Edward Zillier has been um, trending upwards in the last couple of weeks, I feel like I'll, I need to hold on to him. Just get rid of one and keep one. Yeah, but you know who's been trending downwards? Uh, this, this is moving over from the running back position to the wide receivers. Robert Woods. Robert yeah. Woods, he was one of my high picks in one of my leagues. He's a 36th ranked wide receiver. You know who else has been not good? Cortland Sutton. Feels a little unfair to be picking on Sutton because you know he's just coming back from an ACL. Yeah. But he's 50th. Yeah. You know who is a casualty of his poor quarterback play? Chase Claypool. He was doing really good last season. He's 55th in the rankings oh. this season. But he's a deep threat. So if he's a deep threat and the quarterback can't throw the ball deep, then you know, what's he really going to do? That's correct. And then one other name that I wanted to make mention of, LaVisca Chenault. It hasn't looked good for him in, in Jacksonville because this quarterback hasn't been very good either. No. And okay. he... Yeah, this is rough. I picked him up in... He was a late pick of mine in one of my leagues. Can't recall. It was only, a, only a single one, right? Generally, I did not trust anyone from that Jacksonville offense outside of James Robinson. Um, but I did draft him for the bench. I was like, you know what? Just let me see what he does throughout the first few weeks and then can make a determination from there. And I don't think I've dropped him as yet, but I am on the verge of doing so because he's not been doing anything. Yeah, I had him in he's one of been my doing leagues. Anything. I had him in one of my leagues. And he actually had a better game this week against the Bengals than he's had mm -hmm. in weeks past. But he has not been, he's not been consistent. He, he's been consistently poor, more than he's been good. So yeah, yeah. if you have LaVisca Chenault, well, I hope that he's not somebody that you need to start. Yeah, he should, he should never. I, if if LaVisca Chenault is, is a guarantee, like he is a guaranteed starter in your team, generally you need wide receivers. I, I can't even say Chenault is like the Mendoza line. He's beneath the Mendoza line of receivers in fantasy. So, yep, and it's not his fault because it he isn't. is it a, isn't. he is a good player. But when you are the wide receiver, depending on the passes coming from Trevor Lawrence, who has been average when you're looking at it in real life and mm -hmm. below average in fantasy, then your wide receivers are going to struggle. Now, um, the tight ends. There weren't many tight ends that you could say have not, well, that have been disappointing because we know that there is the, the top level of tight ends, Kelsey, Gronk, Waller, mm -hmm. and then, of course, Hawkinson and Andrews. But Andrews, he's been having a bit of a down year so far. But when I looked at those goats in the tight end position and those who were coming in with a lot of hype for this season, two names jumped out at me. Mm -hmm. One you mentioned yesterday, Culpitz. Culpitz is the 22nd, yes, 22nd ranked tight end in fantasy so far. I didn't plan on picking him up 
I wasn't mm-hmm. gonna put my hopes and dreams on Kyle Pitts. I don't. I as you know, my rule is I don't pick players from my division, and I was not <laughs> gonna break my rule unless Kyle Pitts was there hanging around in like round twelve, and that was never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. The other one though that I did pick up in one league, and I'm a little bit. Like I want to drop him, but I don't have good options on the riverwear. Mm-hmm. Is one Austin Hooper of the Cleveland Browns because his quarterback has also not been very good. Yeah. Just for reference, Baker Mayfield is the twenty-fifth ranked quarterback. No wonder then his tight end is the twenty-third ranked tight end. So yeah, when you yeah, only picked together, up. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that when you put all of this together, it really does not spell for a good combination for Mr. Austin Hooper. Yeah, I, I, I only picked up Hoop as a backup to fill in on bye weeks because I, I just did not have very much faith that he would see a lot of targets in that offense. I knew he could be useful, possibly for a week, but I didn't have much faith. With regards to the Kyle Pitts one, man, I was high on Kyle, Kyle Pitts, and I guess I was... In recent history, I've seen that when Atlanta drafts a, a, a wide out for Matt Ryan, they tend to get some work, right? It happened with Calvin Ridley. Um, when they already had Julio, you drafted Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley actually had a, a, a very good first few seasons. So I figured the same was going to happen at this point, but I guess Matt, Matty Ice is not the same. And like, uh, like I said in Green Bay yesterday, I haven't been looking at Atlanta well enough to see if the issue could be how Pitts is being used in the offense. So I know at this point I, I need to hold on still because there are the, the the tight end position is a very is is slim pickings all all over. Yeah, it is very very hard to find replacements in tight ends. You're just mm-hmm. hoping that the big ones stay fit because those Definitely. who are down the list generally do not give you a whole lot of production. Mm-hmm. All right, so now that brings us um, quickly to our injury report. Um, We'll wrap this up on our injury report this week. We had quite a few big names, um, productive players, the fantasy, take some knocks this week. Um, First, one I wanted to make mention of is Teddy Bridgewater. He's actually been better than anticipated here in Denver, but he has a concussion. He was not out of the game on Sunday with the Ravens with a concussion. And right now we are unsure as to his status. We don't know how bad the concussion is. And concussions are one of those things that you do. You just have to wait on to see how it goes. Um, so if you have Teddy Bridgewater, you may want to start scoring the waiver wire to see who's out there. I'd probably still try to grab um, Drew Locke, even though he has been more cold than hot, I'd probably risk at Drew Locke before I go after the likes of a Zach Wilson, a Jacoby Brissett, um, any of any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Also, we know that uh, Rob Gronkowski, he has some fractured ribs. He went back into the game on in week four when he took that massive hit. And he continued playing, but he was out for the homecoming game with the Patriots this week. And we're hearing now that he may be out for three to four weeks with some fractured ribs. 
it's amazing some of the things that these guys play through because if I have fractured ribs, much so. I'm probably just laying in bed trying not to breathe. <laughs> Facts. Facts. I'm not laughing at him, but yeah, yeah. Um, somebody yeah. else now um, from the running back position that we are also hearing has an injury, David Montgomery. He has um, some knee problems. It seems he has avoided the dreaded ACL tear, but he is going to be out for another three to four weeks. So that means that someone that immediately takes a lot of interest is, um, what's his name? Um, they're back at Damien Harris. Yeah, Damien Harris. I think that's his name. Damien Harris is the one at, at, at the parts. Oh. Damien Williams? Or Daryl Will. It was one of those running backs that was with the <laughs> Chiefs. With Kansas that, City, yeah. That is no with Chicago. It could be Damian Williams. I think it was Damian Williams. Yeah, let, let me get the correct name for the Chicago Bears. Yes, Damian Williams. Yeah, you yeah. are correct. Damian Williams. Yeah. Now, he is slated to be the starter because they, they have a rookie in Khalil Herbert behind him and Tariq Cohen he is still on the um, injured reserve because mm. you know he had off-season surgery on his knee from last season now um, let's see who else we have Andy Dalton he is um, well he was ruled out for the game against Detroit and Justin Fields did take the Bears to a win but the um, head coach Matt Nagy, he has said that as long as Dalton is fit, he will start. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, we made mention of this yesterday in the Green Bay show, he has a calf injury. Um, we honestly don't know what the status is with him as yet because it is still early doors with Jimmy. But of course, when you hear Jimmy, you know an injury is not far away and he has already gone on one. So chances are I would not expect him to start this week. I do not know who has him, but Tony Jones Jr., the backup running back for the New Orleans Saints, he was carted off the field on Sunday with an ankle injury, and he is going to be out for at least three weeks. Will Fuller from the Miami Dolphins, he has a broken finger, and he is already ruled out for this week. They were saying he is week to week, so you have to keep an eye on that. Amari Cooper, he has a gimpy hamstring. Um... He did return in the game this weekend, but he only had three targets for 68 yards and a touchdown. So you will have to keep an eye on him. Julio Brown, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. I just combined the two of them to Julio right. Brown. <laughs> Julio Jones and AJ Brown, they were both ruled out for week four with hamstring injuries, but the Titans are hopeful that they will both be back for week five. Diami Brown from the Washington football team. He was limping off um, he, this weekend, but he had two targets, well, one reception on two targets for 19 yards, but he is not a well-known player, so chances are that doesn't really matter for most of us. And finally, Logan Thomas, the tight end for the Washington football team. He has a hamstring injury. And he was initially ruled as questionable on Sunday, but he is he was out for the rest of the game. And as we are recording this on Tuesday, 
Um, we will not know for sure who is in and who is out for the weekend. So definitely keep your eyes and ears peeled for the injury reports as they come out on Thursday and Friday leading into the weekend. Now, AJ, I think that is a good spot that we can wrap this week's fantasy spot up um, yeah. for this week four and week five of the NFL season. Yeah, I um, I just wanted to mention one start and sit each um, that I've been looking at this week. The start is actually more of a sleeper. And it, I, I feel like this week could be a very big week for Devontae Parker, Miami. They're coming up against the Bucs. Don't expect Miami to win the game, but Devontae Parker is actually averaging eight targets per game so far this season. Um, he's been he's been catching over fifty percent of those, um, and as as I mentioned in the Green Bears podcast yesterday, the Bucks defense in the air is the worst in the NFL <laughs> right now. Yeah, the defense is decimated, and and so Parker could have a field day. I'm just saying, you know, he could be a sleeper if he needs someone to stream for this week. And um, in terms of sit staying at the wide receiver position, I feel it's. It's very important to mention this. DK Metcalf has been having a very good fantasy season thus far. However, he's about to encounter Jalen Ramsey. Historically, in fantasy, DK Metcalf has not done well when he's been covered by Jalen Ramsey. His best return was in 2019. In 2019... No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, 2019. 2019. He had... Um, six receptions off six targets for 78 yards. No touchdown. But j- just generally, um, I mean, yeah, in, in that same year, he did have a touchdown in the earlier game, but that was two receptions of three targets for 44 yards. Last year, it, it, it wasn't good either. Um, did not have a single, did not get to the end zone one single time while being covered by Jalen Ramsey. So Jalen Ramsey usually locks him up. That's, that's the bottom line of it. So... Consider resting DK for this week. I, I would be more surprised than not if DK has a big week, um, especially given that it's going to be a short week for them. Coming up against Jalen, I, I think it's going to be too tough of a matchup. So I would I would fear DK for this week. Well, um, I, I just know that in terms of the sitting, anybody that has any wide receivers from the Pittsburgh Steelers knows a good time to put all of them... <laughs> either on your bench or on the auction block to see if somebody else out there wants him more than you do. Um, I do have to make a slight apology to my opponent for this week just gone, um, Omar Eagle Clark, a.k.a. Mars or Marza. He was saying that he wasn't sure if to start um, Jalen Hurts or to start Lamar. I told him that I would have started Lamar 10 times out of 10. And then what happened was Jalen Hurts had 70 points and Lamar had 50-odd. And if he had started Lamar, sorry, if he started Jalen over Lamar, he would have beaten me. So my advice didn't quite work for him. So that's why it looked bad. It looked like a sabotage of mine. No, but but, in in fairness, anyone like uh, to make that decision on the day because someone else asked me about Jalen Hurts on the day too, and I told him I think it was Jalen or or even Kirk Cousins, and I just don't trust Jalen Hurts that much. I didn't trust him that much, 
mm-hmm. um, especially going up against who they did. I didn't expect him to have that monster of a game. So I understand where you're coming from. It just looks bad that he asked you for advice while he was going up against you. <laughs> well, he didn't ask me, ask me. He has said it on Twitter and I responded okay, okay. on Twitter. This is the conversation that we had for the entire Twitter space to see. Um, so he understands that I didn't do it on purpose. I, I just gave him my honest opinion and um, it didn't work out for him. It, I like myself. Yeah, hard luck indeed. So that brings us to the end of another Green Bay Fantasy Spot. Do not forget to like and subscribe and tell a friend. This is where we will be every Thursday. So as always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am Paige. We will see you next time.